0: It's Europe Calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. Items in the news that you might have missed. Europe Calling. A very good day. Welcome, everybody. Let me give you our date. The 16th of March, 2023. Our weather today uh, down here in the southeast of Spain. It is absolutely lovely. Um, If you're out in the open, it's pretty... Well, I would say it's pretty warm. If you're exposed to the wind... It gets cooler, but for this time of the year, it's been splendid. I'm going to go about um, three quarters of an hour west of where I am and hopefully Terry's had a good day. Terry, very good day to you. How's your weather today and how are you and how's things in general?
1: Great, great and great in that order. Yeah, I'm very good. Um, I was uh, working down south today down at Torre Vieja, and uh, the first time this year I've been able to work in it just the T-shirts. It was... Uh, Lovely weather. It was about 21 degrees, I think. So it was really mild uh, and very pleasant. So it's been a really nice day and I'm still looking at blue skies. So it's it's lovely. But truthfully, we do need some rain. Otherwise, we're going to have a big problem this summer. Yeah. OK,
0: well, here's our first one then for today. Let's start with this one. Okay, we're talking about Spain and we're looking at new environmental regulations that's going to require tobacco companies to clean up cigarette butts from streets and beaches. Uh, The move comes in response to the millions of cigarette ends that are discarded in the country each year, releasing toxic plastic waste that can take decades to break down. The new rules which came into effect on Friday of last week also make manufacturers responsible for collecting and transporting discarded cigarette butts for waste treatment. According to figures from 2020, around 20% of adult Spaniards smoke every day. A report by the Catalan uh, Razero Foundation estimated that local authorities in Catalonia spend between 12 to 21 uh, euros per inhabitant per year on road cleaning of cigarette waste, with higher rates in coastal areas. The report also found that cigarette waste is the most abundant waste on the beaches of the Western Mediterranean and that existing measures to address the problems, such as awareness campaigns and portable beach ashtrays, have been insufficient. Cigarette filters are typically made of cellulose acetate filter, a type of bioplastic that can take years or even decades to decompose. In addition to being slow to break down, these microplastics can also negatively impact plant growth, according to scientific research. The new regulations requiring tobacco companies to clean up the cigarette butts in Spain are part of a wider law passed in 2020 that prohibit uh, the use of single-use plastics like straws and cutlery in accordance with an EU directive. Um, Spain is not the only country to take action on cigarette ends. Uh, on Thursday of the previous week, Ireland Introduce similar legislation that would require tobacco companies to contribute to the cost of cleaning up cigarette litter. According to the National Litter Pollution Monitoring Scheme, almost half of litter in Ireland is cigarette related. In addition to the new regulations on cigarette waste, addition to being slow to break down, these microplastics can also negatively implant, which is totally typical of of Spanish uh, reporting, journalism, call it what you will. It repeats exactly what they've just said. But I think we're getting the idea. The fact that they're saying cigarette butts is more of an Americanism, to me, uh, English is cigarette ends. I don't know how you feel about that one, Terry. Um, But I certainly don't smoke. I think you don't as well, do you?
1: No, but I used to. I did smoke. Uh, No, not now. It's strange when you get double pneumonia twice. It seems to slow you down a bit, thinking about having a fag. And I actually stopped. The first time I got pneumonia, I stopped uh, straight away. And I never looked back, never bothered me. I I was never, I never, I was lucky. I never considered that um, um, nicotine had me in a hold. Uh, It didn't. I never had to grab a fag when I woke up in the morning. Um, I never smoked at home. If I didn't go out at the weekend, I never smoked at all. Um, But uh, going to work, as soon as I got to work, a cigar would suddenly appear in my hand. As soon as I got sat in front of the computer working something out, the cigar would be there. As soon as I was in a bar and a pint was in my hand, a cigar would suddenly appear. Um, I was was laughingly called a a social smoker. It's probably the most unsociable thing you can think of. But he you know, never grabbed me. But I can not understand um, the fact that the whole world is just a complete ashtray. There aren't ashtrays. You can forget it. Even the ones they even stick out uh, for people to dispose of their their fags and things, which I've seen in certain hotels. I can't understand how they're not a, a danger to the public because someone's going to start firing them somewhere along the line. It's a horrible habit. It's a habit that's diminishing. I do hate to see young kids because uh, they generally think you know to be grown up you've got to have, have a fag in your in your hand especially young girls uh i love watching young girls when they're out having, they're out together sat around a table in spain uh invariably you know half of them will have a, 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 a the the fag between the fingers and i watch them because they just don't smoke it it's there and might just have a quick puff on it and then all of a sudden it's gone, gone down so they have to stub it out and then they realize they're not holding a cigarette so they have to light another one and it just sits in the fingers so I can take contentment from that point of view. They're not actually smoking it. But what a waste of money. They're just to try and appear grown up. You know, it is it is sad. Um, I've lost a few pals through smoking. Uh, it killed them off. There's, there's no ifs or buts about it. And I'll probably lose a few more before I die um, uh, through smoking. I've still got a few pals of smoke. Not many, Most of me. I think of our age, most of us have seen the light and we've taken the gypsies warning. But... Young kids, uh, it's a shocking thing. And of course, uh, the, the cigarette butts, cigarette ends that you're talking about. I try to think how many are in the in the, in the beaches of, of of the world and f- discarded on the streets. At least in Benidorm, they they come out with the, the tractor, in, I don't know, and they sieve the sand, So I can only assume they're they're pulling them out, or they're fishing for rings and money. Uh, it is. Uh, well, hopefully, it's it's a dying trend, which it is, obviously more more ways than one. Forget the pun. Hopefully, it's a dying trend and we won't have too much more to worry about it.
0: Okay. Um, I, even this morning, was talking with somebody who was uh, probably, I would imagine, around 50 uh, age-wise and um, trying to convince me that uh, there's nothing wrong with drugs. And, um, you know, I just happened to say, well, look, as a father... Uh, as a grandfather and as a teacher, I can't take those type of attitudes because, quite frankly, I think it's to do uh, not so much with uh, just the behaviour. It's what your your health becomes later in life. It's what uh, doors the soft drugs can open up for later on when you've you know not getting the kicks that you want from that particular drug. Um, so yeah, it, it is. Um, it's one of these things where. I I don't smoke and I never have smoked, so I know I'm lucky. Yeah. And, I, and I look at other people and I especially look at people who can't go longer than X number of minutes without fishing in the pocket and getting um, something out and lighting up again. And I, I feel really that um, if they looked at all the money that they had and all the money they've wasted – and then look at their health in later in life, which, of course, they can't do at that particular point in time. I think maybe they would change their opinions as well, possibly.
1: Yeah, there's many things we do in life, Vince, that we, we pay the penalty for later in life. If It can only be uh, playing football, playing rugby. And I played rugby, but look how many... Sadly, how many folk have got... Um, was it MBR, M, 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 MDR? I can't remember now. Motonura, MD and MD. Oh, yeah, MD, Motenuro, yeah. disease. Yeah. Um, from playing rugby and um, uh, footballers uh, uh, classic classic uh, centre forwards who spent their life heading the ball um, sadly uh, going down with the same with motor neurone disease uh, and other head injuries so uh, they've got the point now of course uh, where they're looking at spanning heading the ball as part of, part of football um, the balls today are, are, can no way weigh the same that I have to uh, have to head around when I was a young youngster, uh, and I was knocked knocked out once by a football because I I remember th- somebody launched this ball towards the goal like an idiot. I jumped up to head it, and that's the last thing I can remember. Uh, this this waterlogged muddy muddy leather ball which probably weighed the, as much as a concrete block, travelling through the air at a rate of knots, whacking into my skull. Certainly uh, shut me up for five minutes. Um, but it's um, well, what do you do? You don't, don't have any risks anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's sad.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I, I also think that the one thing they would be better looking at in all these people who they, um, you know, are hedging towards saying it's all down to playing football and heading the ball. I think that what they would be better looking at is looking at the food and the drink, especially the alcohol that was consumed after the playing days. I I think that would re- be revealing for a lot of things, and I think well, that's even
1: buggered again, then Vince, isn't it? That's <laughs> like no hope for me now. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, yeah, but that's th- the
1: whole idea of playing, as far as i concerned. I
0: think also uh, with Alzheimer's, I think that's an area that they should look a bit more
1: sensibly at because I think. Well, they've got no choice, Vince. It's it's uh, because through medical interventions and uh, inventions and interventions, we're all living longer. I mean, I, I uh, having gone what I've suffered in my life, um, I've lived an awful lot of time with hospitals and doctors. Uh, if that had happened to me 50 years earlier, I was born 50 years before that. I wouldn't be an now. There's no doubt about it. So um, the doctors are keeping me alive longer and therefore we will tend to die of other things. And of course, that is um, Alzheimer's, etc., And dementia is a massive thing. Now, I have a few friends at the moment who are, who are suffering from the same. And um, it, it is it, it's awful. It's a it's an awful thing anyway. But it's even it obviously it comes late in life. So your spouse is also late in life. And for that to happen to somebody who is late in life and not really uh, in, in, in a position to 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 counter it, to, to help with it, to adjust to it is, is a double whammy to any family. Um, and, and sadly, that's what happens. And then, uh, of course, one of them, uh, sometimes the weak bring down the strong. I've seen that happen as well. Um, but eventually you end up in, in care, and that has to happen. I'll I've, I've, God forbid that I'm a burden on anybody. You know, I don't want to be in a nappy and being a burden to people. Stick me in care somewhere or give me something I can jab myself with and I'll say goodbye. Um, it's, it's something that has to be addressed. Both of those subjects have to be addressed. And I think the UK are uh, uh, coming uh, to grips with it more and hopefully other countries will do the same, that realise the care. We do need a lot more care now because we are living longer. We are working longer. We are living longer. If we're working longer, we're putting more into the state. We demand a little bit of payback on that. So uh, hopefully the world will uh, will realise that and get together and help us all out in our dotage and our old years.
0: I think the other thing that they're definitely going to have to look a little bit more closely at is um, we've had a decade now of people growing up with telephones on their ears and next to their brains, um, not saying 24-7, but certainly very close to uh, a long time during the day. Um, that's going to have some effect as far as I can see.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm talking to you now on speakerphone. I do the same. I, I, I talk on speakerphone now rather than have the thing stuck to my ear, mainly because I can't hear the thing if I stick it to me. ear. To be honest with you, but it's you're conscious that, uh, well, irrespective, Vince, whether you're listening to a phone, the the the, the 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 radiation and the airwaves are firing through you anyway. So whatever happens, because our, our demand that we want to know it and we want to know it now, and have access to it now, then the then the whole world is is surrounded by mass radio waves or not radio waves, whatever you want to call them, mass electronic waves to give us what we want now. Uh, and I think you quite I think yeah there will be a payback on that. What I don't know. I think there will be a payback.
0: So uh, we move on. Okay, now I'm reading about Chat GPT, and it's a revolutionary chatbot. Um, it's powered by artificial intelligence, AI, of course, and will soon be able to do much more than send human like text messages. A Microsoft executive has revealed that the next version, set to be released, uh, it was today, it was the release day, by the way, um, will be able to turn text prompts into. Uh, unique videos now the tech giant has invested heavily in this particular um, chatbot and has already unveiled a host of new products which incorporates it as an ai assistant like search engine bling but this updated version dubbed gpt4 and tipped to launch Today, we'll have multimodal models, according to Microsoft Germany, uh, the CTO Andreas Brown. This means that it will be able to generate content in multiple formats, audio clips, images, video clips, and all it needs is a text prompt. So um, it will, well, I mean, this means that they'll be able to use this uh, artificial stuff. And generate uh, the likes of a video that uh, will go around the internet giving you all sorts of information, be it the right information, the wrong information, um, whether it's for good, bad or for evil. I don't think it um, at this point can be known because we've seen a lot of evidence that things don't always uh, appear to be used the way we would like them to be used. Terry, does that um, enamor you to that particular chat chat bot?
1: Oh, don't use, well, well, hopefully not. I mean, I don't use Twitter or whatever, TikTok or whatever. I use Facebook. That's it. I don't use anything else. I haven't got the time for anything else. Good grief. And the more and more that's out there, when you read into it, it does sound a little bit dangerous because um, you are opening your lives to everything else. Talking to a robot um, reminds me of my first wife. <laughs> it, it's, it's probably better because I'll probably get a better reaction from the bank talking to a robot than the idiots that I do talk to uh, and other entities that you try and get through, where they typically put somebody on the end of the phone as they laughingly call reception. Uh, and you have to try and get through that, or the music. So, uh, yeah, I'll bring it on. Let's have a bit of fun. Bring it on. Sounds interesting. It's going to come here anyway, so you might as well embrace it.
0: I think it's already here, by the way, because you you know as well as I do, if you try to phone up the medical centre or somewhere like that, um, half the time uh, you'll be talking to something, just giving you various options, and then... um, Sometimes it'll take up to three or four minutes before you can actually know that you're talking to a human being. I, so. I've, had
1: a, I've had a robot uh, call me. <clears throat> it took a couple of calls before he called. I realised that he was a robot. Uh, very clever, because uh, he introduced, introduced. Only because he introduced himself as, with a name, that I clicked the same bloke ringing again, uh, and then um, eventually. Uh, I realised if you give a stupid answer, there's quite a long pause. Uh, And then he comes up with another question. So uh, you'll have a bit of fun with it. It's never happened to you, I presume, now?
0: Well, it probably has. I really aren't too sure because, quite frankly, um, I think I've got to the point where I can identify that it's a South American uh, trying to sell me some new uh, Vodafone stuff or something like that. Um, Uh,
1: This is no, she's a Spanish guy. Uh, Very affable, very affable. I'm saying guy, so I'm, I'm calling you human already. Um, very affable they uh, 're very well spoken, very polite, obviously not pitching in the your normal gypsy way that the the South American entities uh, tend to pitch at you so it 's quite an affable, believable character uh, for that reason I did uh, um, uh, entertain I was to talking to them at one point, but I realized <clears throat> i've just gave me a short trip like I do all of them, but i don't want to know once that I realize what they 're talking to and they don 't want to listen to me then that 's it they 're gone. Um, but then he found again, and it was the same pitch. I thought, well, yeah, it was the same. Same. I, mean, I recognise the name B. I recognized, um what he was talking about, uh, and it was the same pitch. And I, I immediately thought, well, yeah, it will be the same pitch if he's giving it day in day out. Uh, but then I just thought, well, hang on. So uh, he was waiting for a response for me to say yes. So I didn't say yes. I just sort of went, uh huh. And that caused the pause yeah. and then uh, came on with another question, um, which I gave a ridiculous answer to. That caused an even longer pause. So I started having a bit of fun and then I got bored and put the phone down. He did ring back again. I did get another I say, he. there we go. I'm humanising him. I did uh, I did take another call from him a, a while later. And I thought I'll play on a little bit longer. Uh, but again, I got bored. He wasn't giving up, but I got bored with him in the end. So that was that.
0: Well, we have, of course, got um, Alexa. And, uh, you know, I've got still people around me who proudly tell me that
1: they've got Alexa. I really can't understand it. No. How the hell? These people are normally the ones that, that uh, for instance, won't entertain Britain having ID cards because you're not you're not having all my information on, on a card and all the rest of it. But they will proudly either A, over Facebook, the, whatever internet pages they're, they're they logged into share the whole of their lives including what they ate last night um, with 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 everybody concerned um, and yet they will they will then go out and buy uh, an Alexa and, and 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 talk to a robot I mean Alexa turn the television down oh, you turn the bloody television down yeah Alexa turn the radio off hang on why don't you go and turn the radio off that's not Alexa by the way mm-hmm. but um, it, it, it's fascinating really no i haven't got one vincent i don't bloody want one no nope. but you're quite right i'm amazed at the people who i consider sensible people that have one now is it just a fad and a just to show that we've got something a bit flash but then again it's not that flash now is it because everybody's got one but what uh what uh wow what about letting the demon into your house that is uh that is ridiculous to me well
0: i only need to look at my own computers and I'm aware that people are on my computers without my knowledge, uh, intermittently, periodically, and uh, for different varying lengths of time. So nothing really is uh, operated now via this internet without the chance of somebody listening and watching, and I'm uh, preying on you. So you know, um,
1: okay. Right, he- I agree. Here's Yeah, I mean, one. you can try that if you you just have. Um... Uh, Even forgetting Alexa, (laughs) if you just have a conversation about something, if you got your computer on, have a conversation about uh, yellow VW Beetles, um, you might be surprised. A few days time, might getting a few emails coming in offering you a yellow VW Beetle.
0: It happened, Terry. I'm I'm with you on that one. Absolutely with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, here's the next one then. Okay, this is uh, quite a common one. But a holidaymaker has told how she and her friends had to sleep on a terminal floor after her EasyJet flight home was delayed by almost 24 hours. Uh, she blasted EasyJet over their pathetic customer service as they were left stranded at Tenerife uh, South Airport, uh, waiting for their return home to Manchester. She was 55-year-old finance manager, and the uh, were promised an overnight hotel stay but ended up having to return to the terminal with nowhere to stay. It was just a complete nightmare and EasyJet just didn't want to know. Uh, there were no com- uh, customer service and no one to give us information. It was just pathetic and I've never experienced anything like that before. and never want to again and um, The the terminal at Tenerife had become dangerously overcrowded on numerous flights being delayed or cancelled due to a weekend strike by French air traffic controllers reducing the number of passenger jets that could safely travel through their airspace with airlines across Europe having to cancel or delay flights. Um, This lady said she is most upset that no one from the airline bothered to tell passengers what was happening there must have been over a thousand people crammed in the terminal baking hot and just awful and i have been party to something a bit like that myself and i'm pretty sure yes, that, that yeah i was going to say i thought you might do as well so um, what can what can anybody do that's really the point i mean if the uh traffic the controllers suddenly go on strike um it sometimes might be quite unreasonable to expect an immediate response from the companies. I don't know what they can do. To, what about yourself? Do you have any any ideas? They do
1: nothing because they can. They can do nothing, Vince. Now the fact that there, there are certain any any business has to have uh, plans for when things go belly up, when things go wrong. You've got to have a plan B, C, D, or E. Uh, something prepared or when you decent business should be doing that anyway, because it saves you an awful lot of grief. If you've got a, an automatic plan you can kick into when X, Y or Z goes wrong, then you're halfway there to, to towards resolving the problem. Now, air traffic control problems are, are an, an annual necessity, but in certain countries, it happens. Uh, and for EasyJet, for instance, to go shock horror, there is a, uh, a, a strike of air traffic controllers Therefore, we've got to ground all the planes. Uh, we'll just abandon everybody. Wrong. They do it because they can. I, I was on the other end of it. In, uh, I had to get to, where was I? Luton. I was in Luton. I was getting the flight back to, to Alicante. I had to be there at five o'clock in the morning because the flight was going out at seven, which I did. So I got there very early. Uh, and it, it didn't go out. Long story short, it didn't go out till eight o'clock at night. But by that time, once I've got, well, I've got there, I've got through and, I'm, and I'm, I'm airside. Once you're airside at Luton Airport, for instance, I mean Monarch don't think they've gone out of business. So I can understand why. But once you're airside of any airport, there's no longer anybody from your company there. That was very, very obvious to me. You're now in the handling department. So there's nobody from Monarch in airside when I was at Luton Airport. Not all of us were having the same problem. We had, I think, two messages where we could go and get a sandwich or a voucher or a drink or something. And that was it. And just, just lies and tissues of lies. And it turned out at the end it was, it's nothing to do with airstrikes, by the way. It was a complete mishandling of, their, uh, of their, their, their aircraft and how they made, um, they'd used their aircraft for another, for another flight and just dumped us hmm. unceremoniously. Uh, I think I got 200 quid back from that in the end after a lot of uh, arguing and shouting. But I've been on others where you get nothing, and um, they can. Like most businesses today, Vince, there are a million people on the end of a line when you phone up, you want a the product. Yeah, they're fighting for you. You try and ring up and complain about it. It doesn't happen. I've got a complaint now against Amazon. I don't know where to start. I really don't know where to start. I can't find the I can't find the, the, the button that says, contact us here because we've cocked up your order. I can't find that button. Yeah. If anybody knows where it is, just let me know, will you, because I've, I've got some news for them. But it's, 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 a, it's a... What we're talking about is something that's, that, to me, is, is throughout the industry. I've had a lot of bad experiences on different flights over the years, and I'm talking about a lot of different companies, big companies, who have screwed me up because... Why? Because they can do. Yeah. I don't want to uh, uh, apportion any labour towards resolving any problems. If they screw you, they will. So I just assume I'm going to get screwed wherever I go. I'm generally not disappointed. Unfortunately, since I'm flying out on easyJet tomorrow, so you've really filled me with uh, <laughs> a lot of joy.
0: Okay, well uh, I've got my fingers crossed already. We're going to Alicante next. Uh, so uh, what's this one about? Europe calling this time from Alicante and it's a young lady who was rescued a year ago by the firefighters thanks to the call of a relative uh, denounced yesterday on social networks that she had received a bill of 211 euros for the service. After the consequent commotion, the City Council, whose Department of Finance passed the concept to the collection, uh, rectifies and announces that it will be declare uh, exempt the payment of this service because it is the saving of a life. Uh, you can probably gather that this is a sort of a translation, which is not yeah. totally accurate, but we'll, we're getting the gist. Um, not all cases are the same. And then went on to say later, an automated bureaucracy, an artificial intelligence that lacks feelings is to blame for this error, according to the Alicante Consistory. Although the fact follows that in this automatic collection system, there is no discrimination in the cause that causes the rescue. No human instruction in this regard, something that must be corrected so that this type of event never does not happen again Uh, as you can see um, it's the same little nonsensical phrases not particularly well translated but um, you know you you hear from the uh, British side oh lessons must be learned from this um, etc etc the point being I don't think many people uh, who've tried to commit suicide would expect to have a bill um, for the salvation of your soul to come thumping onto your mat a year later.
1: Um, well, well it, is it is it possibly been misconstrued because it's quite common now if you go to the Spanish hospital and whatever you're in there for an hour, you're in there for two weeks uh, to get a a bill from them at the end. It, it's not so much a. Well, it's not a bill to collect money from you. It's, it's, a, it's a list of the services and the costs of those services that have been incurred on your behalf while you were in their care. Yeah. It's, to show you, it's to show you what's been spent on you, not to collect the money. So I, when you were talking about that, I thought, well, is it possible that they've done the same? They've sent a, a, a note through to the person saying, this is the cost of, of us saving you, just so that you know. Uh, for future, for whatever reason, because they do do that in the Spanish health service. You do, yes, not always, but you do. You do occasionally get a bill from them. No, not I can yeah, it's a, it's a, a list of charges. A list of charges. They're not expecting to pay because you you're covered, but it is a list of charges. I would
0: imagine because it's turned up in the paper that she must have shown that bill to somebody. Um, yeah. i I I don't think it said that in the article, but that I would imagine is possibly part of uh, the deal really isn't it that you know that they've uh, actually seen the the evidence of what she's claiming Uh, so I would imagine that um, yeah um, something has turned up and uh, if they haven't checked it um, I think it's good for you to highlight what actually um, I did realize anyway but according to that article that wasn't the case. Um, Yeah, well,
1: truth doesn't sell newspapers, Vince.
0: No, that's true. Let's go to the next one then. Uh, Where will we go? Here we go. Back to the UK, popular cold and flu medicines have been banned in the UK over fears they could trigger deadly allergic reactions, leaving many Brits wondering how to treat their symptoms. Uh, There's a doctor called Hilary Jones and he's on in the morning on the TV and he shared how people can manage their coughs without turning to falcadine, which is the UK's medicine regulator, says raising the risk of life-threatening anaphylaxis among patients put under general anaesthetic. 20 products are being urgently withdrawn, including ones made by Day and Night Nurse, uh, Convenia, as well as own brand versions on sale in Boots and Superdrug. Um, Popular cold... Uh, Yeah now there's a comment which I picked up which you know somebody's written in saying popular cold and flu medicines have been banned in the UK over fears they could trigger uh, exactly all we've just talked about Uh, but um, okay. It, that doesn't really actually, looking through it again, it doesn't really help us. I, I, I just think that uh, it seems rather strange that they should be doing this uh, with mm. products that have been available all the way through um, pandemics and all
1: sorts. So uh, yeah. this is a strange one, well, isn't it? Listen, time tells, doesn't it? Like we said before, we mentioned, for instance, when we're talking about mobile phones and what will be the payback for that, maybe we'll find out in 20 years we should never have invented the bloody things because it's killing us uh maybe in the matter of in the fullness of time and and uh research into the the, the common stuff that we're taking that uh, seems to be working for us i find out oh hang on that might be i was i was taken off a, a drug years ago because uh it was working wonderfully for me um a lot of pain relief from it but all of a sudden it was out and uh, not to be used again um so uh, I, I, I i can imagine these things uh, do happen um i'm, I'm just I'm only thinking that that's why, yeah, um, constant research has found something up and they're reacting to it. Yeah.
0: Having said that, uh, if all these things have been on sale for so long, um, you would have thought that there would have been an immediacy in this and that that would have been stopped. I mean, you know, I'm thinking in terms of, say, night nurse and uh, day nurse. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've been around since I was a kid. So, you know, um, how long do these things, what 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 really is going on? That's what I would like to know, because, uh, you know, it's almost like colds have been up, uh, upgraded, flu's been, up, well, in fact, flu became non-existent. That was a miracle cure, which seems somehow, uh, even now doesn't seem to get mentioned. Um, uh, I think there's a bit more to this personally, but you know what I'm like. I, I just have my
1: suspicions. Oh, it's just some strange you know, i heard a strange fact today and this is a fact um somebody said is it true that winston churchill once took cocaine with queen victoria <laughs> God, oh, God. yes he did vince yes he did because apparently at the time a cocaine wasn't considered harmful at all uh and she had uh, been given some but well they called it a cocaine type of gum so I can only assume I know there's a leaf you can chew in uh, in figures in Peru and that they get a leaf they can chew and get a, get a, get a cocaine out of it. So I can only assume it was something like that that she was trying and she quite enjoyed it and she said that Winston Churchill was in her company and he, she said to him Would you like to try this? Which he did. <laughs> so it is a fact that Winston Churchill and Queen Victoria both took cocaine. <laughs> okay,
0: well, don't forget, folks—you heard that first on this Absolutely. podcast. Scoop. <laughs> Goodness gracious me! Okay, here comes the next one. Now, this one should be right up your street, as we look at uh, a pest. In Britain. Um, I'm not talking about the current uh, incumbent of number 10, but um, largely thanks to the threat they pose to our native red squirrels. We're talking, of course, about grey squirrels, as you probably guessed by now. Uh, Insurers and pest controllers are warning of a sharp rise in grey squirrels, causing thousands of pounds of damage to homes. A pest control expert says this winter has been the busiest he's seen for grey squirrel infestations. In one case, a homeowner was left with £30,000 worth of damage after the squirrel gnawed through a ceiling that contained asbestos. Squirrels will typically try to get into loft spaces to use them as dry, safe spaces to make nests and have their uh, offspring. But once inside, they will gnaw, uh through wooden support beams this can make a roof collapse squirrel teeth never stop growing and they gnaw to file them down if you don't know the word by the way it's g n a w i know that we have um, listeners of the podcast who aren't native english speakers and that is a strange word uh, with a silent g um Squirrel teeth, of course, as I just said, have to be filed down and they will often chew through cables and destroy guttering, which can cost thousands of pounds to repair. One of the most extreme examples, uh, and this was from um, uh, one of the companies, involved a £30,000 claim uh, from a homeowner in Orpington in the London Borough of Bromley. Uh, had a squirrel gnawing through the master bedroom ceiling. So, um, is this something that uh, you are aware of, have heard of, and do we have that problem here in Spain?
1: Well, firstly, uh, as a kid, I used to go around shooting grey squirrels because we were encouraged to, because they were invasive species. They're much larger than the, the red squirrel. And they were breeding faster, but they were larger. So they were were beating up the Red squirrels. I can only assume. Um, And they were breeding faster. And um, we used to go out and shoot the bookers. Um, I can't remember if we ever got paid for it, but never mind. It's all part of kids, being kids and shooting things. Uh, Here in Spain, we have a particularly... um, I've now had evicted one that uh, was... um, persecuting us, that's the only word I can use at our house, a, a, a type of, they're like a brownie colour, brownie, they're not, a sort of very dark red, brown colour. And most of the ones you'll see splattered on the road, these are the ones, um, but they're, they're the same thing. They're, they're, they're overtaking the, um, the, 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 the native squirrel. Uh, again, they're a bigger squirrel. And that's all we've got down around our We've got loads of them around our area. That's all we ever see, wandering around the electric lines and the cable lines, and you're sitting on your teeth, your telephone and fiber lines and breaking them. Um, gnawing through things, yeah, I've had, listen, I've had lots of cases where rats, which invariably you'll find under a house, have gnawed through water pipes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can believe that can gnaw through things, but there's a lot of other stuff that's always gnawed through stuff. So, uh, yeah, um, they're not good. They're, 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 They've got to be cold, but then you're going to get the the tree huggers and the and the wildlife experts saying, no, you can't kill them. Well, I know you we know, embrace them
0: uh, here Good in luck. Spain, uh, Terry. I know we do have a tree rat. Now, uh, is there a big difference between a tree rat and maybe a red squirrel? I mean, is there much of a difference?
1: Liz, you know the difference between a rat and a squirrel. A tree rat. Actually, the the we had we had tree rats here. Uh, very, I love them. They're beautiful-looking animals. they are very got pale pale grey skin, uh, quite large, uh, and they've got a white belly underneath rather than being a plain colour. They've got a white belly underneath, and, of course, they nest in the top of uh, the, the palm trees around the garden. Yeah. Um, didn't bother me. Um, um, my dogs caught one or two every now and then if they got a bit too close. But uh, other than that, they, they seem to have disappeared, so maybe the bloody squirrels have moved them out. Squirrels a squirrel. Squirrel's got a big bushy tail and little pouchy cheeks and rats are more slim lined and will dart and run like mad. And you're never more than five metres from a rat.
0: Mm. Okay. Um and if you're down in um number ten Downing Street, I would think uh you'll see a rat every five minutes, but then we are
1: um... Now you're getting very political now, Vince, so I wouldn't be doing that. Oh, sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know me, Terry. Would I would I get political? <laughs> No, I've never been to that. OK, so um, the return of the Premier League next. as This is the football after the World Cup helped drive growth in the GDP in January, providing a pre-budget boost to Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor in the UK. Uh, as you know, it was the uh, budget yesterday and the measure of... Or economic output rose 0.3% in the first month of the year, aided by the return of a full top flight schedule after the end of the national team event in Qatar in December. Uh, The service sector was the biggest single driver of growth as January's figure beat expectations and the Office for National Statistics has revealed all this. Analysts has um analysts have predicted the economy would eke out 0.1 growth in the month but the economy also received a bo- a boost from the crisis in the nhs um, growth in the private healthcare sector was also significant as the public service struggles with a huge curve backlog however The backlog has had a wider impact on UK productivity, with critics warning it is hitting productivity by keeping workers off sick for longer. Uh, December's GDP figures were affected by several days of rail and postal strikes and also declining output in the entertainment sector. But growth in the long term remains flat and the January figures masked a fall in the manufacturing and construction work. The um, national officers have revealed and Chancellor Jeremy Hunt uh, was saying in the face of severe global challenges, the UK economy has proved more resilient than many expected, but there's a long way to go. Um, So they start that off as if it really is all about the football. Um, And because of that, I had looked at a couple of other things, like, for example, um, I don't know if you were aware that... um, there was a donation from West Ham, where Karen Brady is the um, the number two there, and um, it was only about nine thousand pounds. But of course, immediately Labour was jumping on the bandwagon and you know looking at the politics of it. Um, the fact of the matter is, of course, that it is big money in football. And do you think a huge amount of it comes into the UK local sort of figures? Or um, where does the Sky money come into this? I I would imagine it's quite complex, really, Terry.
1: I've I've never seen the figures for for the UK regarding broadcasting. Uh, But I do know that in the La Liga, the Spanish Football League, or it certainly was the case two years ago, that the enormous amount of money that the uh, Spanish broadcasting system pumps into the game that's something like 85 to 90% of it goes to Barcelona and Real Madrid and then the rest is spread out amongst the others in 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 the first division so other than Barcelona and Real Madrid from from a finance side the teams haven't got a chance of, of buying and as you, you've seen with the, both those cases, their benches, anybody on, you can make the best team in the world from the people sat on their bench who are actually not on the grass playing football. Yeah. The, 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 the amount of players that they buy with this massive influx of money that, the, that they get is tremendous. And what it does, of course, it removes that player off the market onto their bench. Therefore, other teams can't go out and scrape and try and buy him even if they could afford him. Because he's now sat on the bench, earning a fortune for sitting on his backside um, for one of the two main main teams. Now I don't know if that happens the same way in the in the UK or every team gets exactly the same amount. I would imagine that they get the, they get they get an equal share of the of the proceeds in the UK because otherwise this would have this would have come to light a long time ago if this was happening in the UK. But because this is Spain, anything can bloody happen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it's, it worries me sick. The amount of money, I mean, we spoke about Jack Reelish uh, a while back. The amount of money that uh, a boy from my hometown uh, gets sold for, for 100 million pounds to from his home team of Aston Villa to Manchester City. Uh, a, where's the 100 million come from? B, the amount of wages they're getting. That, that isn't coming through the turnstiles. You can't have enough people no. coming through the turnstiles to make any, any top-flight football club viable. It can only come from the TV, which now, that makes the TV king. Yeah. The TV and the stations that finance the football, which can only assume the BBC doesn't, because all they ever get is the, the FA Cup matches, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 it's the companies, the TV companies that finance the football which logically are going to have a big say in, in what's happening in football. Uh, and all the teams have got to um, doff their caps and say, yes, sir, no, sir. because that, that's, that's where the money comes from. Because if the money doesn't come from there, where is it going to come from? Having said that, look at the amount of big business that's jumping into buying football clubs. Manchester United being one now. That's possibly up for sale. It's been muted that it's up for sale. And there's, there's all manner. Of, of folk uh, queuing up to buy it. Don't forget the people that bought it now, it didn't cost them a penny. There were rich Americans who went to the bank in the UK and said, we're interested in buying Manchester United. Here's a list of their players and their assets, the club and the rest of it. Will you lend us the money to buy them? And they they jumped through hoops to go and to lend it to them. They lent them the money to buy Manchester United. They didn't, they didn't put a penny out of their own pocket to buy it. So the world is a bit strange, Vince, and I don't like it. I well, really don't like it. The power of money, of which we have no control over whatsoever, is absolutely frightening. And I don't know where it's going to go. From, I'm, from I'm totally,
0: really with, totally with you. I mean, I looked at um, Real Madrid's bench, last night against Liverpool, and where Liverpool was scratching around trying to just get anybody uh, to come out and play, you know, they, they had uh, pearls coming off the bench, which yeah. really uh, showed the difference really in class as far as the economies of the two clubs went. Um, two things, uh, that was one of them. The other was, I picked up a story that uh, Messi is targeted by the Saudis and the talking about a deal for £142 million a year and so it looks pretty obvious to me that you've got the Saudis and uh, the the Arab money and of course the Americans have been trying to take over the Premier League for quite a while so Terry, um, we'll move away from that one because I've got a couple more I want to try and get before we finish Uh, let me see if we go this one coming up next Okay, so we're looking at a story about a head of the risk assessment at the beleaguered Silicon Valley Bank has been accused of prioritising pro-diversity initiatives over her actual role after the firm imploded last Friday. Uh, It's somebody called Joy Ersapa who described herself as a queer person of colour from a working class background organised a host of LGBTQ initiatives including a month-long Pride campaign and implemented safe space catch-ups for staff in a corporate video published just nine months ago. She said she could not be prouder to work for SVP, serving underrepresented entrepreneurs it comes after the firm became the largest bank to collapse since the 2008 financial crisis disclosing a 1.8 billion dollar loss to its finances a spectacular fall from grace puts Ursa Parr under scrutiny as head of financial risk management and model risk for the company's presence in europe the middle east and africa she was based at the London office, that says it all for me. Another article, Silicon Valley Bank had an A rating for its environmental, social and governance policies as it increased diversity and invested in sustainability startups. But for eight months last year, the bank did not have a chief risk operator as it was investing its clients' money in low-interest government bonds and securities that so... Uh, Clients' money in low-interest government bonds, um, seeing their values uh, falling when interest rates rose. Uh, Now many are slamming the Financial Institute for focusing too much on woke policies and not enough on its own investments. We're all aware of the fallout from all this, but I haven't heard many people actually itemise what I've just been reading. Had you been aware of that, Terry?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, the, what do you think? The, yeah, this this uh, well, what what annoys me is very simple. <clears throat> we had Robert Maxwell, who was a, a Czech <laughs> villain, really, who made an absolute mug of the British establishment, and ended up buying the Daily Mirror, and uh, and uh, and ripping the uh, the money out of the pension fund, before taking a dive off the back of his boat, assisted or unassisted, we don't know. Um, but be, he, because of what he did. And by mugging, he actually mugged the um, the British Stock Exchange. He mugged them completely. Uh, he showed them up for the absolute pompous asses that they are, that they had to completely restructure the way things are done at the British Stock Exchange. Right. Number one. Number two, 2007, you get Lehman Brothers. Suddenly the, the, what they were involved in was an absolutely stupid thing that could never, ever end up other than being a, a complete shambles. Uh, which it did, and, it, and the huge bank that it was, Lehman Brothers, collapsed. The shockwave of which cost me a quarter of a million euros. In short, because the the whole world collapsed financially, it hit me like a like a tidal wave from above, and cost me a quarter of a million euros, which I'm still paying back. Thank you very much, Lehman Brothers. Uh, not, not that I was invested with them, but it was just the knock-on effect that happened uh, that I got caught up in. Yeah. The and now you get you get this, the Silicon Valley Bank, which which were proudly didn't invest really anything into anything, really. They they were used as a safe bank for all the people in the in the world, really, but mainly in Silicon Valley, loads of cash will stick it in there because it's a safe little bank. They don't take risks. And so what did they do? They thought, well, we'll, we'll put this money into long government bonds, nine, ten year bonds. at something like one percent, you know, ridiculous. But at the time, one percent was better than naught percent. So there they were there. So now they're, they're, they've got all their money into government bonds, getting one percent and all of a sudden the American stock exchange changes and the interest rates start going up and the banks start making different things and it keeps going up. So people are getting four or five percent offered. So what happened? What's going to what happen then? Anybody in that bank's going to pull the money out and, and chuck it and get four or five percent down the road. They couldn't cover it because they couldn't get the money out because it's stuck in bonds. So mm. hence, <laughs> somebody like you said, risk watch risk watch more like risk watch with a put on your bloody wrist it's it's absolutely pathetic what's happened there again frightening vince frightening because that could i've just still hurt him from all those years ago it's frightening that this can be another knock-on that can affect us all britain was very quick with the hsbc bank to step in and 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 to cover the 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 british side of the the silicon valley bank but who is the hsbc bank who's that vince uh, well, it's Chinese, isn't it? Yeah. Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank. Yeah. Yes, it's the Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank, the, the, the country that's been slagged by everybody, are now being allowed, you you can't, you can't buy their, uh, their, their cameras and all the rest of it, are now being allowed to save the world. Uh, it makes you laugh, Vince. You couldn't write the story. I don't but think you could. the bottom line of it all is, Vince, I am extremely, extremely worried.
0: Yeah. I think um, with looking at Credit Suisse, who have um, got yeah. problems uh, as we speak, I think that says it all because that had always been a fairly safe bank. I know yeah. that um, my sister relied on it all the way through her life. But unfortunately, um, y- you know, I-, I think just the very fact that the LGBTQ nonsense was in to all this and the woman that was in charge um, was based in London. I think that has been the catalyst for such a dramatic and what? horrible collapse.
1: How can you draw an LGBT to this? Well,
0: Where does that come from? Well, because she's been she's been spending the
1: money into all the sorts of things. Oh, I bet she was an Arsenal fan. That was a problem. Oh, Vince, you can't pull that one up. Well, that really, this yeah. is that's what I've just been reading, though, Terry. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put the credibility is massive, enormous schoolboy mistakes at the bank right and obviously those same mistakes are are happening elsewhere because the credit suisse wouldn't be wobbling as it is on its backside and this isn't finished this is serious problem and and to save the day you've got the bloody shanghai and kong and shanghai bank oh lord you couldn't write the script man you couldn't write it you couldn't write it there's more there's a lot more going to come out of this i'm just going to Start putting my tidal uh, tidal wave uh, defences up and get ready for it.
0: Not good news, Terry. We go to the last no. one. Uh, here's the last one then. So just when you think you can trust people to um, at least put all the people who are perpetrating problems into a safer place, away from everybody. Eighteen female guards at Britain's cushiest jail have been fired for having illicit affairs with inmates. This uh, happened to come to light in the Freedom of Information request found that the relations took place over the past six years at HMP Berwyn, Britain's biggest prison. The information follows three of the women ending up in court following the illicit liaisons at the Wrexham Jail in North Wales. Mark Fairhurst, chair of the Prison Officers Association, blamed the relationships on the hiring of the wrong kind of women. He told The Mirror, staff being recruited don't have to have face-to-face interviews. It's all done on Zoom. Says it all for me.
1: Well, What a great, what's the name of that prison again, Vince? just in case. I it, <laughs> it's you he, Her Majesty's oh, either, could you? Berwyn it's, at Wrexham. Wrexham. Oh, mm. well, fair enough. Um, I'll probably be that. I, I can't believe it. You, this, is, this is incredible, isn't it, what's happening in the world uh, today. Well, you know, the bottom line of it all is I'm sick to death. of bit looking at television and seeing all these pompous asses who were trying to tell us that, uh, looking down their noses at us, because they know better than us. And then you realise, no, nah, they don't. They're just bloody good salesmen, and they've, they've sold us. Look down the river, up line, and bloody sinker. And that really, that really, uh, that shows, says it all for me. Yeah. It really is disappointing, to say the least. Very disappointing.
0: Terry, I think every single week that we look at the. News coming from the newspapers, it's almost as if people are making up stories. It's not as though this is all published. No. Uh, you know, even as I was reading one of the articles, it was so full of grammatical errors that yeah. I, I <laughs> could immediately see that it's, it's AI that's actually got
1: this one. Yeah, I'll say then it's, it's obviously not a journalist that's uh, written it. Yeah.
0: All right, Terry, well, look, that just about takes care of... Um... Well, great work this
1: week. Great work. I
0: enjoyed that. OK. All right, well, I've now got to work on things and make sure that um, we get what we've uh, spoken about into the right Lovely. shape. And obviously, Terry, uh, thank you very much indeed for your company, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Thank you. have been so forward to it. Cheers. Thanks, Terry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.